so. We are live, Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> yay. So, <laughs> I love it. Oh, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Um, so we'll give them a couple seconds to hop on. We'll start rolling, go into kind of what, I mean, this is episode, I think five or six, wow. losing track, just having fun. So, but uh, yeah, so we'll get rolling right into it. So this is the REI Courage podcast. I have the amazing Andrea Stakes on with us. Um, someone I've known for going on right at about a year. Met her uh, last February when I was uh, working with another company. We hired some of her VAs and she's just a phenomenal person. You can read in her bio that I, I we posted. Like she's doing things in the industry like in less than a year and at her age that I, like the phrase I used with somebody else I talked to the other day that was like turning 25. I was like, I've been doing this for like 15 years in one way, shape or form. And I couldn't even sniff the amount of impact that like Andrea and this, these other people are having. And it's so great to see and so great to have them like come into my my uh, my community and like my network and just be around that energy. It's so amazing. So I will uh, I will let Andrea tell more about herself and her background and go into all of that. And then we'll start talking some questions and uh, yeah, we'll just go into that. Like Andrea was so awesome. She wanted to hop on early and talk about like how to make this the best podcast ever. And that's the type of energy that like you're looking for in this industry. So with that, I will hand it over to Andrea. Andrea, give your bio and then we'll start rocking and rolling and, you know, create magic, right? Awesome. Josh, you're the best. I just made my whole day. <laughs> like, we've been talking for the past hour before we started. Like that was just great. I appreciate you. But like, um, I will 100% say, you know, I do appreciate you saying that, but also, you know, you are not, you know, sniffing the value. I've never heard that in my life, but you are, <laughs> you are the, the value and the impact right now because yeah. you're, you, you've already, you know, created this podcast and had so many, you know, people on who may not be like, you know, uh, may not be from one niche or one section or one uh, area or journey. And in this case, like age or whatever, but you know, you're, you're providing this platform for people to come speak and, and share a message to inspire people. So you are an impact maker. And I, I know that we have, you know, the same energy, the same mission and vision, and we've always aligned with each other since we met. And I just appreciate you. And I am so excited to be here. And I know we did a little, little teaser. Uh, so I, I'm excited to kind of really dive into, you know, um, you know, maybe my story and and try to help and answer any questions um, about, you know, when you kind of step into entrepreneurship and how it how it is, you know, a kind of the sexy word of like, I want to be a solopreneur or entrepreneur and have the be a business owner. But um, even though it, it looks great, sounds great and 100K a month, uh, it, it, it's it's a title that, you know, we want to walk towards. We do have to kind of uh, establish our ladder and our steps and and really kind of curate that clear path. So in my story, I kind of tell you how I did because I wasn't able to, you know, create a virtual staffing company just in a couple months, even though it was running within three, those three months were probably the fastest, most uh, stressful, all over the place months of my life. But, you know, I, I, I learned that there are steps and there are different, you know, lessons that you learn and they are necessary. So if you are thinking about starting a, um, a company, regardless if it, you're in the real estate investing community or not, um, you know, even if it's just a flower business or a, a eyelash business, or you want to be your own, you know, mechanic and, and have independent contractors working for you, it doesn't matter what niche you're in, there's always a process. But if you listen closely to people, um, maybe from this podcast or even other people's journeys, you get to hear the lessons and the mistakes people have made in the past, even if it's not in your niche, and then apply it to your own business. So therefore, you become ahead of the game. I would say if it wasn't for me connecting with people um, and mutual friends that Josh and I have that are in this industry, moving and shaking, or even not in this industry, um, and I, if I didn't get to hear those lessons and experience what they were going through and seeing their growing pains and or hearing their stories, I would have not had the cheat code. And that's how you start playing chess opposed to checkers, because then you're not just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's like, oh, so that's the move I need to make. And I saw her make it. 
So I'm going to put that in my pocket and use it in my own business. So I'm excited, Josh. You just used a phrase that I haven't really heard in a long time since my video game days, the cheat code. I love that. That is <laughs> phenomenal. And so, yeah, you hit on it and we kind of talked about it before you came on um, or before we started this of like really, and you, you talk about it a little bit as you're, you're going to go into your background and, and kind of how you created this company and, and where you came from to where you are today. Um, we talked about it falling in love with the work as opposed to falling in love with the dream, right? 100%. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of a good, good framing on how we can kind of, you know, listen as you go into your story, falling in love with what you're doing as opposed to falling in love with what you believe you're going to end up getting. It's, exactly. it's a different mindset and it's a shift for me hasn't happened as well. Or, I mean, I've been doing this for a while, but it really didn't start hitting me until about a year ago as well. So yeah, if you want to go in and, you know, go into your story, which I love hearing every time, yeah, um, go for it. I love it. Yeah. hundred percent. And I love that. So it really all started when I fell in love with the dream, because when you, don't know what the work is, you have to fall in love with something, right? Hi, I see one yeah. of my ladies and they, that's my my Filipino nickname. So there's Andrea, but then there's also like in, you know, we say, some people say Andy. So yeah. it's a very loving way to say my name, but in the yeah. Philippines, it's Andang. So it's it's like, it's the best. You got, you got fans coming out of the woodwork. Oh, this you is on. Well, hello. Everywhere. Good yeah. Work. And so that's the other thing I forgot to tell you, Andrea, if yeah. somebody makes a comment, like I'll pop it up. I knew we were just getting ready. So I figured you yeah. can that one. But oh, they may, yeah, I'll pepper them in as they start showing up. So awesome. go for yeah. go for it. Pepper those comments in. <laughs> that's right. Show Andrea some love. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. But yeah. yeah, so fell in love with the dream, you know, because you don't like when I I really fell in love with it when I but I was in love with the dream, but I still had my W2 mindset. But you can't you can't be upset that um, in that transition phase of like, whoa, there's more out there in this world than just, you know, going to school and getting a good job and then having that job pay for your school. And that's a routine. And I have friends who thrive and love their life and they, they, they will do that. And that's their journey. But yeah. I realized like, if you, if you fall in love with a dream and your dream is becoming what my dream used to be, and this will segue into it. I wanted to become a dental hygienist. I want, I, I was so in love with patient care. I, um, a year ago, last year I was working in uh, a dental office. I wanted to, I was, I was um, starting off as a front desk girl. So I was scheduling the appointments and getting people getting upset when their insurance gets denied and all that stuff, all the good oh, stuff. Yeah. And, you know, but then I moved into like, wow, like I love serving people. And I realized that um, being in the chair with a patient who was on edge, a little bit nervous, um, someone who, who, you know, was was scared about a procedure like me being able to pour into them and like comfort them with that was something that i loved because i got to see the way they change and the way they react so that's how i used to pour into people so then i said hold up like this is what i want to do for the rest of my life i was like i'm going to go to dental hygiene school i was already working three jobs i was uh working at the dental office as the front desk girl i was at best buy i was your friendly neighborhood whenever you called best buy i'd say hi my name's andrea thanks for yeah. calling best buy like and i was also your uber driver so like and that's just the hustle i was on because i was 22 had yeah. my own crib and that's just you know your early 20s hustle right and then when i said i wanted to be in hygiene school I was like, let's go. I was all the way in. I became a full-time student. And then two months after becoming a full-time student, um, I ended up uh, finding myself at a local RIA meeting. And I just went there and I was interacting with people. And that that like that energy and the exhilarating feeling of like, I'm gonna serve the the community and clean teeth for the rest of my life. That was the energy. And I, I was so in love with that dream and I was working towards that dream because I knew the work was go to school, get your degree, then wear scrubs the rest of your life and clean teeth. And I was in love with it. And I was like, I'm gonna do this every day. And that was the dream I was in love with. Yeah. But when I walked into a room, of people who were, you know, just starting in entrepreneurship, but then I was also um, interacting with people who had been entrepreneurs for years and and making money um, that I never thought existed. I didn't even I knew like you know the mil a millionaire existed, but like I figured that was only for 
uh, celebrities were millionaires and and yep. only singers were millionaires and like people who were famous and talk shows. Ellen Ellen DeGeneres, she's a billionaire. And I was like, I, I didn't Oprah, realize, right? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize that the the dude in the room wearing the the Levi jeans with the hole in it and the and the uh, the Skechers sneakers was a multimillionaire. Yep. And like hearing that story and like me wrapping my brain around this this like that it's that was it was real that generational wealth was real and financial freedom was real and it was available to anybody literally just like took my dental hygiene brain and was like hold on <laughs> do you want to read books and clean teeth or do you want to like explore and see the world and 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 try something else because that was all I knew and that was the moment where I had my internal battle of my W2 brain and my what what else is out there brain, which then turns into that entrepreneurship mentality and the yeah. abundance mentality. Cause you know, there's abundance if you think about it, there's levels to it and or maybe like abundance niches. Cause I my my abundance was I'm gonna have an abundance of patience and abundance of helping people and this, but then I said, there's so many other places I can tap into and have that mindset. And so uh, two months after that, um, or two months after I got into hygiene school, I had, well, I was in this room and I swear I, I was driving my little Kia Forte from Washington DC back down to Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is my whole life a lie? I was like, I, it's like you fall in love with a, with a guy and then someone else comes in and he's, he looks really good too. And it was just this whole entire like battle. But then, I mean, a month later I was out. I, I said, this is not what I want to do. And that was like a decision that went against everything and everybody. And um, to kind of go into that, I had to decide. I said, you know, everyone is like, everyone already knew I was going to hygiene school. Everyone's like, oh, finally, Andrea finally knows what she wants to do with her life. And everyone was, I just posted it on Facebook. And now I'm like, oh, dropped out. And I was like, oh, what is my mom going to think? What is my daughter going to think? What are my friends going to think? What is my what, are, what is my doctor at the dental office going to think? And I was like, man, I was like, well, I wanted it bad enough because I fell in love with that dream. And then I and then I started my process of learning how to do the work. And in that, I was like, whoa, sacrifice. So the first thing is identifying your dream and using that as a, a place because you need to have a direction because yeah. you can't just come in and say, I want to make $100,000 a year or a month or whatever you you find. The, the guy had told me he was making 40 grand a month just in like his, his in real estate with rental portfolios and or um, just wholesaling. So he was like explaining this and I was like 40,000 a month? Like that's, I, I'm gonna be making like that in six months and and because and I'll make 80 grand in a year as a hygienist. And he goes, oh, well, we had an 80 grand month you know, last month and I'm like, huh, <laughs> this is possible, this is real life, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, it was crazy and um, it was a big shift. And so in that moment, I said, well, this is now or never. Like I have to make these sacrifices. I have to say like, if I want something, I have to go all the way in it. And I can't just do this as a part-time investor or trying to be a part-time wholesaler. It's something that you have to, like, for me, I needed to commit all the way. Granted, I know there's people who have a nine to five and they're still entrepreneurs and that is totally okay. Get your healthcare, get yep. your, get your, if you're loving, you have two passions, do it. But for me, I knew I couldn't, like I, I was so invested and granted I had three jobs and I was in school. So I had to give up something cause uh, there wasn't much time in the day anyways. So, um, I, I was definitely, definitely ready. So I dropped out of hygiene school, um, you know, used partial of my, I only got a partial refund. So I had to eat some money there. Um, and then on top of that, I said, well, I'm not going into hygiene school anymore. Um, and I need to, I need to leverage my time. So I said, I'm going to leave the good job, the longest job I ever had, um, at the dental office. And so I put my, my, my two weeks notice in there and I cashed out my 401k and granted, I mean, the longest job I ever had was two years. So it was only like $700. <laughs> so it was like, you know, I was like, you know, forget about it for going all the way in doing it yeah. now. It's still, yeah. I mean, like you went, you, they call it uh, the Rubicon moment. You burnt all the ships. Like you are, you are not leaving it. And I think Aaron Bevins made it, made a post about it in like superhuman wholesalers the other yeah. day, like no plan B. Like I if you have, that. if you're dipping your toes in, like you're already setting yourself up to take that second route. You jump in, you got to yeah. jump all the way in. And sometimes you got to jump in naked and that's okay because it's. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, and that's just it. And you touched on it is like that. Some people are designed to have to bet on themselves that way. Like me, I 
you know, I put a four month notice in and said, I'm going to quit by this date and held to it and didn't have any idea how it was going to work. But 100%. like, and it sounds like you're the same, but yeah, you touched on it too. Like nine to five and doing yeah. it as a side hustle to start is also okay. Just like have the goal, have the mindset and keep rolling. So sorry to sidetrack. No, yeah, I love rolling. it. And I'm glad yeah. you said that because being a leader and showing up means that you have no facts or no evidence and that that this is going to work. And I learned that from one of my leadership classes I took. And that was like, you're right. I did jump into this business and leave leave the job. And I had my mind wasn't on. Is it going to work out? Is it going to be this? Granted, I definitely felt like that because mm -hmm. there was a lot of people influencing me because they were telling me that. And yeah. that's OK, because they were telling me that out of love and I don't yeah. have any resentment towards it because the people who care about me, they just didn't understand like the rigor and also my mindset. And that was fine. So there were people who didn't support me in the beginning, but they were only trying to show me love and trying to do that. So if you have somebody who's like, why are you still doing this entrepreneurship thing? This is not going to work out. Change your mindset and know they're coming at you from love because that was one of the biggest things I'm glad that I shifted yeah. because I realized, you know, when my mom and dad were telling me, Andrea, you know, you just signed up for this, you know, are you sure you want to do this? And I had my, my moments where I was, I felt like the whole world was against me. I realized they were coming out of love and, and now of course they're, they're proud of me and it's maybe not a, I told you so moment. Maybe it's more of a thank you for Thank you for still pushing through and and not and even though you might have not supported me all the way because maybe you didn't know and you're trying to protect me, you're still here and you still held through in a sense of at least not letting me go. Because in that process of me becoming an entrepreneur, there was a lot of people who let me go. And maybe those yep. are the people that were my friends. I was 22. You know, I I we, we used to go out and and then, and, 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 you know, people I knew from high school and those people like. They're, they are out of my life and there are people who let me go. And granted, I may have like hurt people in the process because I had to break that process and that mindset and that lifestyle I had of, yeah. hey, let's go, let's go get Korean barbecue every week and let's go and let's go get bubble tea and let's go do this and go to the movies. Like people were like, where's Andrea? Where is she going? Yeah. Oh, she's probably at home. You're always busy. And that's OK, because that was the lifestyle and the process they were used to. So in entrepreneurship, in that shift you're going to lose people and that's okay. But the people who love you and care for you, even though they might seem like they're against you, they really, you'll find out who's still there when you're still there. And even the people who left, I still have respect for them. Yeah. I still see them. If, if I, if I come across their path, I mean, I don't ever have any, any, any ill feelings towards anybody because at the end of the day, like I have a purpose that matters more than what people think about me. Um, my purpose is to, you know, give these women in the Philippines these jobs and, and men in the Philippines these jobs and, and and stimulate their economy and bridge the gap. So uh, yeah. from there, I was like, let's start with this. Um, I said, I'm going to invest my 401k. I went and I uh, I supported a virtual another virtual assistant company and I got my very first virtual assistant from them. Uh, she's still with me here today. And it's officially like uh, I think it was this month was her one year uh, anniversary. And for the first three months that we were together, we were we were trying to wholesale, baby. We were like, OK, we're going to be the hottest wholesalers in the DMV area. Really? I was like, I'm still trying to figure out the scripts. I'm still trying to figure out the process, the system. So in those like growing pains, I mean, we would I would just pay her to just sit down with me and say, what do you think about this? And I was bouncing ideas off someone. So I wasn't I'm glad that, you know, at the end of the day, I looked at it in a, a way of, yes, she's my um, she's part of my team and she's an independent contractor with the employee kind of mindset that I'm, I'm putting in her. But she was also a valuable part of my team. And um, it was just building. So when I built out the company, I wasn't building out a virtual assistant company. I didn't even think that I was going to start a virtual assistant company. I didn't want to. It's not I didn't even think that it was it was a thing like it was really me trying to wholesale. So I yeah. I was Ubering and I, I had took taken a demotion at Best Buy so that my hours allowed me to call back sellers. So at that point, I also realized, oh, well, rent is a little more expensive when you lose a job. So I I ended up having to take a huge, huge like ego pride hit. <laughs> and I oh, yeah. uh, I left the house at 18 and I had, you know, looked for, you know, my own apartment. I said, I'm going to have my own crib like I was going to do this on my own. And and I, I was living on my own from 19 until 22. And I said, oh can't live here anymore. And I said, I would never move back in with my parents because I'm a strong, independent 22 year old. And I moved back in with my parents. And 
that was something where I was like, I told myself I would never do this. And that's why I worked three jobs. And that was a big sacrifice for me and a, and a mental shift of, I will not let my ego and my pride get in the way of my dream. And at that point I was putting the work and I was falling in love with the work. So that's kind of going back to what you were saying. So after that moved in with mom and dad, it was, it was okay. <laughs> I love them so much, but, and I'm going to see them on Christmas, but I, it's only going to be for Christmas. Cause it, it's just, um, it just is what it is, but you know, um, yeah, I just, I'm making those comments whenever yes. you're like you're dropping nuggets so that we know like where it is so they can people can watch it because that that what you just touched on is huge. Like you had to let go of like my dream is so big and and we kind of talked about this before Black Friday. Like I when I started this, my aunt was like, "Hey, you would be great at selling appliances." And that ego of like, "Oh, I can't I can't go and sell appliances and right. do this." same time like that's not gonna work people and that got into the people are gonna think a certain way and not one. and then it was like hell no i'm gonna do whatever it takes even if i have to go sell appliances 100%. right and so it, it is it's getting getting out of your own pride and ego and that that nugget like that's huge for a lot of people and i can only imagine like your thought process and where you were at where like going back and being like, yeah, I'm going to go live with my parents for a little bit. We're going to make this work. We're going to make it work because at that point I was like, hold on. Like I can cancel my prop stream subscription and my call tool subscription for a month. And I can probably pause that and then sell some of my furniture. When I moved out of my apartment, I literally had a mattress and like maybe my kitchen utensils because oh, I had already wow. sold my dining room table because I was like, okay, well, I, I know I'm going to have to move out, but let's see how long I can push it. Maybe I'll just get my first deal. And um, and I tried to push it and in that I was trying to, you know, make things work, but you yep. can cancel prop stream, call tools, software systems, stop buying lists and just kind of, you know, go the, the free route, which is fine. It just depends on how you want to market. Yep. But I realized you can't cancel a virtual assistant. You can't cancel someone who's relying on that salary and cold calling for you. And you you don't cancel a a um you don't cancel just data because yep. that's what happens when you cancel prop stream or something of that nature. You cancel a human being who's who also gets to cancel on their family. And that if I'm I'm very grateful, even though I I highly recommend when you first start out. If, if, if someone, if, if I came to myself, you know, as myself a year ago, I would say you do not need a virtual assistant. Mm -mm. You do not need one. And as a VA uh, service provider, I will tell people, I will much rather you invest in software systems and spend your money on something else that's more, that will bring you more value before you do business with me. And then those people 100% all the time come back and they say, Andrea, thank you for telling me to not do business with you because now I'm, I'm ready to do double the business I was I was going to do in the first place. So it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's just been like that. So anyways, she, she motivated me and I said, hold on, like I have to go in here. And um, um, I, 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 I left, I didn't renew my lease. I, I moved back in with mom and dad. I had to sacrifice like my, that privacy of living on my own. And, and that was fine because I mean, yeah, I moved an hour and a half away from from my job at Best Buy, and I, I, I yeah, I had to change the the Uber routes I was taking, but all these changes were necessary for me to break through and create that mindset in that place. And then also, it gave me an opportunity to you know really grow with with Rosemary, my first VA, and we sat down every day. I would uh, I wouldn't I would leave at like 5 a.m. and come home at 10. So it's like you wake up, it's dark. You come home, it's dark. I still do that sometimes, but that's just what it is. But at the end of the day, like yeah. it was part of the process. And we ended up building out like our own systems. Like we said, OK, so we know we knew from our KPIs, metrics and stats that that this process didn't work. And it was a lot of trial and error. And at this point, I didn't make any money for literally the first five months of my my me starting and that's yeah. okay it was yeah. money in and i didn't even care because yeah. all that money was just going to go to pizza or like korean barbecue or movies and i was like hold on stop let me sacrifice and let yeah. me go ahead and just you know downgrade my lifestyle for a moment 
to 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 literally prepare myself and get a lifestyle that I want in the future. And that's just yeah. what it is. So there's levels to it. So after that, we built out all these systems and processes and we did good and we were bringing in leads. And at that point, I also was meeting with another investor at another RIA event. And I was explaining to him like what I've built. And this is like my passion. I was just telling him like what I do. And he goes, can you do that like for me? And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, huh? And he's like, well, I want you to teach my aunt how to cold call and how to do what you do because he's like, I'm impressed with what you do, you know, but the thing is, is that she's from Jamaica. And I was like, okay, yeah, like Jamaican virtual assistants, let's go. And it was like incredible. Cause like, I knew that, you know, he was trying to do the same thing I did. And he had the passion of wanting to give jobs to people back home. Yeah. Wanting to give jobs to people from maybe his country and then stimulate that economy while also being here. And it was like the whole bridging the gap thing was beautiful. And I fell in love with that. And I said, let's do it. Like, but I, at the time also, I was struggling paying my VA because yeah. I mean, I was Uber driving every day from like 12 until, until 3 a.m. and trying to get this extra money literally to pay her salary. I knew if I took a certain amount of trips and if I worked the weekends, I could pay for my virtual assistant. But that's exhausting when you have to, you know, you're still working another job and you're still trying to pay, you know, rent. And it's, it's just, it was a lot. So I was at the point where I was like, I need to relocate her. But he came in and was like, well, can you help me? I'll pay you. And I said, no, just don't. I still don't want to make money. I just want to keep my girl, the, the girl that I had built a relationship with, the one I had had built these processes because it was it was it was literally just just it was so powerful to see how we grew together. And for me to let all of that go to someone else. Yes, she would have had a job. But the fact that he went in and he paid for her salary while I worked alongside these two ladies and pouring into them for another month. And I took all the training I did and we we made it into little modules so it was easy and I was just trying to make things easier and I was still marketing on my own and doing things of that nature. Yep. A month later, we got to teach her the, the process and um, they went off and they closed deals immediately after that. And I was like, whoa, so what I teach actually works. And he was like, yeah, and I'm going to send two people to you. And he sent me two people and two people I was able to then, you know, I, I, I charged for the first time. And they said, can you do this for me? The same thing. And I was like, well, I guess I can. And that paid for Rosemary's salary and that paid for more data to come in. And, and then all of a sudden they left and then four people came and then six. And I've never spent a dollar on marketing because all of my clients have come by referral and word of mouth. And I've never posted one ad on any page. You can search every Facebook group. You can search anything. I've never posted a, a promo of my service. I don't pay for ads because people come by referral. And then I realized, whoa, yes, I can serve motivated sellers in pre-foreclosure. Yes, I can serve people that are distressed property owners. But I realized I needed to serve my real estate community. I needed to serve and find jobs for my Filipina community. And I said, it's time for me to bridge the gap. Being, you know, Filipina American, I said, this is what like it, it, I realized everything was spiraling and growing and advancing. I said, I have to I have to niche down. So I said, I'm going to appreciate my real estate, you know, investing journey and say, I, I'm glad I learned what I learned trying to be a wholesaler because I did do the process. Yeah. Granted, I never decided to go forward and be a wholesaler and all that stuff. I'm leaving that to my clients, but I know where they come from. So I'm not just slinging VAs. I'm, right. I, I'm understanding your process and your, your, where you are in your journey, whether you're a seasoned investor, whether you're somebody who's coming in as a newbie, I will give you my best advice. Cause I came in as a, a newbie, but yeah. I've also worked with investors who are, you know, making those six figure months that everyone, you know, thinks about and everyone says, I want to be there. So I know different processes. I know how things work and I know what program is best for people. So then at that point I said, well, I have a purpose and I have to serve. And I said, I guess I'm going to start. And I, that's how Integria really started. And it was literally something that fell in my lap. But when the opportunity falls in your lap and your passion and purpose aligns with that opportunity, you jump in and you run and you you start swimming naked, you know? So. Oh. <laughs> oh, and Andrea, I love that. You, you hit on something that is very big. And I talk to my clients about all the time is your calling is always going to be there. Like what you're meant to do will always find you when you're ready. 
and not, not yeah and not just that like for me i look back for 15 years and realize or at least the last decade and realized i was always helping these people i was working with or under like to help elevate their business on the coaching aspect and the consulting and like building their business and it's like well, why don't I just do that for myself and do that? for? And, and it's the same thing. Like you're calling, you got into wholesaling for a reason. You were in that, you were in that RIA group for a reason. It was to connect with the guy that would help you see your purpose and your calling. And then as soon as it connected and it, the light goes off of, oh, wait, like I can get paid and I can, I'm also really good at this and I love doing yeah. it. Like, oh, and then you get that just like, things start clicking and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you go back to, I'm going to make this work regardless of, you know, yeah. It, it, and, and a lot of people call it commitment and it goes hand in hand for me with faith. Yes. It, it, like the amount of faith you have is very, very proportional and correlates extremely to the amount of commitment you have in it, not just faith in yourself, but the faith, the faith in the universe to kind of provide you with the opportunities and then the faith in yourself to take advantage and like exactly. you said, when they present themselves mm -hmm. having the faith in yourself to actually start moving forward on it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So I didn't here, need any evidence, I didn't need any evidence. I said, yep. and I, I literally, and that was February, mind you, February of this year was when I left my final W2. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like I had maybe four clients come in or people at the time that I was just like, these are investors who are cash apping me money. So like, I was like, Oh, this is great. You know? And, um, I was like, Oh, well, I probably should make this a business. But I said, well, let me take my final leave. So in February, I left the W2. I left Best Buy. Yep. I, my, my blue shirt is hanging in the closet at my dad's house. Nice. I just didn't stay there <laughs> and, uh, lost that Best Buy discount. It. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, I stopped you. Ubering and everything. And I said, it's February. I have to, if I'm going to make this a business, we're going to make the moves now. I took my Kia Forte from, from Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I drove all the way to Atlanta to Max Maxwell's event for We Live uh, 2019. Yep. And I, or I'm sorry, sorry, 2020, it was this year. And I said, I'm going to walk in here and I'm going to tell people how I can serve them and how I can help them. And I'm going to walk out and I don't have a job to go back to. I don't have anything to go back to. So it's faith. It's I had no evidence that this was going to be a statistic. I know that if I eat a McDonald's Happy Meal, I'm going to gain weight. That's a statistic, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but this was like a if I go here, what's going to happen? So I had I had maybe like about two grand in my bank account from my first clients. And I was like, this. first of all, I, my bank account has never hit two grand in my life, literally. And if it did, it would go in and it would go straight to my rent. And right, so right, like, yeah, it was yeah. that process that I was breaking. So I said, this is $2,000. I don't have to pay rent anymore. And I'm like, what are we going to do? We're going to go to Atlanta. I drove my Kia Forte. I will never, never drive again <laughs> all the way from D.C. to freaking Atlanta in my life. <laughs> I stopped at every state. <laughs> it's yeah. rough. I've made that track. I've made a 17 hour drive to go oh. to an event and slept in a parking lot, like in Walmart, like for three oh, hours. My I goodness. get it. Like I my eyes started twitching. Like we said that, <laughs> and like it's, ooh, so, but I did it and it was on faith, went there. Yeah. I walked out with five clients and I was able to serve every one of them. And then you were, you were a client right after that. And it was ever since then it hasn't stopped. And it was okay, what did I learn from this experience with this person? And I started shifting my mentality of, I'm just going to help people and get people VAs. And I was good to, yeah. how am I going to make this a business? So that was like, you know, the start of my journey and how I got to that point. But I'm telling you, that was just a journey within itself because the journey I'm on now, learning things as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, having 70 employees or independent contractors that are working with me, is a whole entire journey in itself. And especially oh, yeah. being 23 and all of my other ladies and, and gentlemen that work with me between the 20 ages of 20 and 30, yeah. it's a whole lot of different people. And I started shifting out of, whoa, how does somebody who's never been a manager in her life, somebody who's never hired anybody in her life before, I've never done an interview for her. I've been, I've been the interviewee, I've been the employee. How do yeah. I become how do I, I stand in this role as a CEO and show up? But that's a whole nother journey in itself. And it's been incredible, but obviously you've seen how I've moved and how I've, what, what, what has come up in my journey and how I've learned these things. Yeah. But 
The journey never stops when you start making that dream of the $100,000 a month. The journey just begins and there are always lessons. And anybody who says my business is up and running and it's going well and it's great, they're probably not lying, but there's they're probably not aligned with what's really happening because there's always problems, always things, and there's always improvements. Even if your process is successful, yeah. there are always opportunities to get better. So. Yeah. Well, and that and that reached that that touches on a great point of like you, you talked about it, even if your goal is to hit a hundred grand a month, mm-hmm. that's not the end goal. It's a rung on the ladder of growth. Like it, mm-hmm. and it could and as you start going towards a hundred grand a month, you may bring things into your awareness that make that like look tiny or like shift. Mm-hmm. Like a year ago, like you said, you got 70 people that you're independent contracting and leading, like your questions you're asking yourself about like your skill set and where to grow next are completely different than where they were a year ago. Right. So it's, it's all about growth. It's all about putting that, like loving the work and knowing that, like, like we said, faith and commitment, like it will take you everywhere you need to go. Let's we're at, man, just like that, before we started, remember you were like, my story, my story. And I could probably just talk for about five or 10 minutes and you know, we'll have to work to make, we're 35 minutes in Andrea and you oh, have been killing it and dropping tons of information and value and nuggets. And like the, the journey you've taken, you're very aware, which is amazing. Like you're aware of those existential things that like, Am I in my pride and ego, you know, to go back to my parents' house? What, how do I lead people that I like? And that's the thing, like as a leader, you're okay with letting go of systems and processes, letting go of people and like failing people is a whole different animal. And like being aware of that, that's, that's huge as well. So I've got a couple comments that came in. Oh yeah. Uh, Eddie, Eddie came in. Yeah. He said, you're changing, changing the VA game, which of course is true. Completely accurate. Um, and, and you hit on it too. Like, I mean, everybody knows Andrea as far as like, if anybody even mentions or hints at needing a VA or like, Hey, I need information like myself, like Marlene, everybody, like 12 people are always like, and, and now I'm even having fun with it. Like, Oh, did Andrea get mentioned? Oh, of course she did. I'm just here <laughs> yeah, to back it up. Right. <laughs> so Cause, cause I know if I don't get to it in like the first minute, like there's already six or seven people that are like, Oh yeah. Talk to Andrea, talk to Andrea. So, um, I don't know what this says. Cause this oh, is Rachel, different... Rachel, yeah. she's like our CEO. Oh. There you go. And I, I figured, we're, yeah. All of the, all my girls are, are, are stepping up and I appreciate yep. it. Jen Jones, my girl. I love my Jen. Girl. Hey girl. Yep. Uh, Chris said, yes, girl. Shine, baby shine. Proud of you. Way to represent. As Thank always. So, yeah. So you've got, you've got like a, you've got, and that's one of the things that we talked about. And when I, you know, we talked about your kind of bio, that last paragraph I wrote, like the comments on here are just a prime example. Like you are creating raving fans, not just because, oh. and, and not just, you kind of touched on it. When we talked back in February or March, you were brand new, but your how you approach that conversation with us is one of the things that like I'll never forget. And now knowing because at the time we didn't know that you had just started like a month and a half, two months ago. But it's it's a and there's nothing wrong with it. It's a prime example. Entrepreneurs don't want people that fake it. They want authenticity. You didn't fake it. The energy that you came to the table with was I'm going to do whatever this takes to take care of you and my people in this process, if there's a hiccup or there's something wrong, we will fix it together. Yeah. And that for me means more than like a bunch of promises that may or may not come true. Um, right. Yeah. And so that energy of, Hey, I'm a hundred percent responsible for this. And once like, we're almost in a partnership, like people react and respond and like, love that more at least for me and the people i i work with and consult with now like that's that's how you build a referral based raving fan business they bring you in as part of the family because you you help them know like hey we're in this together right And and you touched on it exactly with like i'll let a system go i'll let a process go but my people are my people exactly 100 and it's just you know it's faith in that and also knowing that like I value my product and my people and my clients so much yep. that I will I will pause the business. You know, one of my growing pains was like, okay, 
we're scaling very quick. And it's like when you grow, you also have to grow your quality assurance and quality things. So my business didn't make money for two months out of the six months since we've been incorporated. And that's okay. We yeah. made we made like, you know, essentially our our ongoing fee money, but I did not take any more clients in and we we were down like a lot. And it was mm-hmm. it was just enough to keep things running. And I was okay with that. Yeah. Because we paused business and I said, let's stop and let's pour back into our clients and then create a process so that we can support the next clients. And then after that, we jumped back in and made double what we did before provided jobs for double what we did before, double the amount of uh, people from the Philippines that we did before. And then also my clients that were coming in that were on that wait list waited and they were even more happy with the results. And I've had clients who came to me, you know, maybe in June and they've come back again this month and they say, whoa, like, you know, Andrea, this stuff is like a lot better. And he's like, why haven't you raised prices for, you know, he's like, you don't raise it on me, but you know, (laughs) it just, it just is what it is. And it's like, you know, it's, it's beautiful to like have things scale, but you have to know that there are moments where you have to pause. And there are moments when you have to say, let me evaluate this and, and, and take note and don't delegate so much that you're not a part of the process. Yes, I delegate my weaknesses to people in my company who have those strengths. And so I can focus my strength on, on multiple things, but it's like, you know, you have to hone in and know, but don't lose that process because you have to have a clear vision of what's going on in your company. So if you're wholesaling and you want to bring in an acquisitions manager, a dispositions manager and a realtor, you need to make sure that everyone you you have been in, essentially in their shoes in, in some way or the other. You know how they're supposed to move and how this process connects with this process, because if you let them go and you're focusing on, you know, talking to different sellers as acquisitions in a sense, like you also have to make sure that when you take and you push that deal through your dispo, your transaction coordinator, everything flows and you still have to recognize, oh, there's a bottleneck. But if you're focusing on one thing that you've on something that you're not outsourcing because that's your strength and you stop looking at what's happening, you'll realize bottlenecks and fires will be happening internally. And you're over here focusing on fires that are there. So don't like ever turn your back on your company. And this is a, a piece of advice for anyone who's in any niche, it doesn't matter if you're in a hair salon industry, real estate or whatever, these things happen and these are processes and scaling. It's a concept and it can be applied to any business. So understand the mistakes and and the lessons that people learn in these things can be applied, kind of like how I said in the beginning to any business. So yeah, and that that's a the the phrase that I have heard and love to use is delegate, don't abdicate. And what that means is Delegating means you're handing it off to somebody, but you are still responsible for the results and you're still responsible for the quality control. Abdicating, which I thought back in the day when I heard like rental properties, it's passive income. I just get it set up and I don't have to do anything. I've learned through like the people that have a bunch. They're like, no, dude, that's not how this works. Like (laughs) you, you gotta, you gotta learn some more. And so, no, that's a perfect example of like, you don't shift into like, hey, I can hand this over to a virtual assistant and everything right. will get taken care of. It shifts over to I can delegate my weakness, but I'm still quality control manager. I still have to be a part and know the process. And yeah, so that's great. That's great information for anybody that's looking to bring people on or to create a system and process like you yeah. still have to have your uh, they call it um, walking the fence line for farmers like they walk their fence line once a month so they know exactly what's going on, you know, exactly. and making sure. That, yeah. You so, have to, yeah, you really have to put yourself in those shoes and walk it before you yeah. can hand them off. And it's just uh, it's so important because a lot of people will come and want to delegate something that they never touched before. But you can't delegate something that you haven't been in and know. And and, and it might suck because it's something that you don't like, but you yeah. have to know the flow before you do. Um, and it's, it's all a part of like team building. And of course your systems are in place, but choosing the right people to be on your team. And this is of course, for people wanting to get a virtual assistant, but also for anyone who just has a business, like I said, I put it in retrospect of, you know, having a, maybe a boots on the ground team and in office team. I know plenty of investors who do and plenty of investors who only have virtual teams. It's all part of, you know, the journey is finding people for you. Um, I guess, I guess I can say it like this. Um, Having a team is kind of like a deck of cards, right? 
Um, okay. Granted, there's 52 guards in the deck, and my deck my deck is at like 70, and it's very large. And, and you're I playing with Pinochle, Andrea. <laughs> you're playing with Pinochle. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But essentially, and your deck yeah. of cards could have one card in it right now, but you are going yeah. to build. And that's every entrepreneur, whether you're in e-commerce, digital marketing, real estate. Maybe you want to have a team of 40 badass VAs who are who are making cold calls for you and literally taking over the industry. Your team can grow in many ways yeah. and it can grow in any niche. So yeah. you look at your deck of cards and you have all different types of cards. And you, the most important thing is to, one, be able to recognize each one. And, and that may be the process of putting yourself in their shoes or the shoes of that role. And then also after you're ready, you know, identify your aces, right? So you'll have your four aces and then you'll identify your ace of spades and maybe you're the ace of spades for a little bit. Um, and then you'll find your right hand. Uh, yep. Once you find your right hand um, and you find your four aces, you get to instill the mission, the vision, the goal. You get to empower them and they get to talk to each class and talk to everyone and tell them, hey, this is what we stand for. This is what we align. Create versions of yourself and then have your ace of spades to, of course, yep. relay those things and talk to you. And that could be an operations manager. That can be somebody who's handling you know, all of your leads, whatever the niche is. Um, but always remember that, you know, every every deck of cards has also two jokers. And, um, you know, you got to make sure that you don't know where they're going to come in. You don't know when the jokers are going to be. Um, and your jokers can be anywhere. Yep. So make sure you keep an eye on those jokers and try to shuffle them out of the deck. And also remember that, as you grow, you might need more more aces as your deck grows. And I might need to get it. I've almost got two decks of cards if you think about it. And yeah, my team grows as well, my aces, and as well the kings and queens, and then everyone behind it. But the game can't be played with it without every player. And sometimes you shuffle the cards and see maybe somebody does need to step into the position of this, and and it's okay, but it's all about being inside of the game, knowing every piece of the game and understanding the flow and how, how important every role is. It's it, And you have to think that way. It's not just slinging cards like, like, like Uno, we're not playing Uno here. We are, we're, this is, this is some stuff that we got to get serious about. Yeah. And if you really want to win, you have to know the pieces, the process, the systems, you have to know, you know, what is your CRM? What is the flow of your company? Map out your processes. Know how important each role is. And then you can delegate and you can elevate your business. Or that that fancy word you said is important too. So, you know, delegate and elevate. Don't delegate and, and uh, abdicate. Abdicate, which is Abdi great. Abdicate like a throne. You abdicate. Give up the throne. Yeah. I love that. No, it's true. So yeah. it's just perception. Josh, this is fire. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a great time. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, we're like we're like 50 minutes in and I've talked like this is the first time I think I've said like four sentences and it's so amazing. Like I love it. So, no, and and we hit double digit like viewers for the first time out of the podcast. So, you oh. are you are a superstar and everybody loves you. So, it's important. yeah. Yeah. So, and that, and that's just like, I haven't even hit on any of my questions. Like you're just dropping nuggets on culture and like processes and quality control and building a business from the ground up. Like uh, you're so amazing. So oh, uh, you are. Thank yeah. you. So I've got a couple questions, but really okay. since we're up about, we're like kind of going over what these normally run. I'm only going to ask you two questions. I'm ready for them. We'll get those and then we'll, you know, we'll probably be at like an hour and a half at that point, but we'll, it'll be all good. No. Yeah. So the two questions, what did you find in this past year since you've, you've only, you really stepped into it in a year. Yeah. What have you found in the past year that was more difficult than, and you kind of probably touched on it through your, the conversation of your journey harder than you expected. And what was easier or surprising like than you expected? Does that make sense? That. Yeah, it does. So what do you got? <laughs> the, the easiest thing I'll say, I'll say, we'll start with that. Right. Okay. I thought that, um, you know, stepping in and being able to inspire people and get people to be on board with me was going to be the hardest thing. 
Um, and I realized just sitting down in a room, in a Zoom room virtually with a bunch of Filipina ladies who are working an overnight shift because they're 12 hour dis- difference than us, right? So it's yeah. 11.49 a.m. and it's 11.49 p.m. there. Yeah, I could see these women like in their rooms up, the kids sleeping in the background and, and you know, they're working overnights to be able to provide this, but they're so full of energy and excitement. And I realized I was like, how am I going to get these people to come in and, and be a part of my team and enjoy being here? Like, I, I don't know. I, I used to have a lot of, I thought the hardest thing was me showing up as a leader and someone as, who was inspirational. But I realized that like, there's so it was so much deeper and there's so many different aspects of that me just being able to provide them a job like of course that's like the a lot of people just get so excited because it's a higher rate of pay than the average filipino salary you know yeah. someone who's a nurse makes two bucks an hour and i'm giving my girls four and it was like you know these girls already showed up for that but like the vision was literally just so easy because and, it, and they were so shocked by it because you know i was just telling them like guys you know us as as filipino women and just filipinos in general you guys are so talented and there's talent all over the world there's talent in jamaica there's talent in the states but my my community is showing up and i said integria we're going to show up and show out and all of you guys come into my company and you're not a number and you're not somebody who's just clocking in and and clocking out. I want you to grow. And some of you may stay with me for five years. Like we talk about their five-year plans and some of you may leave before then, but I know that when you come in, you'll grow with us. And it was like, I was just talking to them the way I wanted to be talked to as an employee. um, Cause that's all I've ever been was an employee before I was a CEO. And I just said, let me shift my mindset of like, ah, uh, what would a CEO say? I said, what would I want to hear? You know, and that was the easiest shift. And I just, it just came natural. So when I talk to my my team and I just tell them, you know, things that I wish I was told that it was, it, I realized that was the easiest, uh, the easiest thing that I thought would be hard. So it's been, and it's been so fun. Um, I, I've really enjoyed that part of it. I guess the the thing that I thought would be easy, that was hard um it was probably like systems because i was like oh yeah like i I know all the real estate systems and i know how to use prop stream but then i said oh this is not prop stream anymore i need to do payroll i need to do understand accounting i need to do bookkeeping i have to make sure that i have places and people and numbers and 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 it was just so many processes that i was like oh i did this easy with wholesaling and i'll be honest like when i get a client in I'll tell you what, here's the easy way to do it. You can just do this, this, this data, how to call that data, where to put that data, you close. Pretty simple. I give them a decent idea of how to set that up and there's levels to it. But for me, I was like, oh, this is going to be so easy to set up the process. Lord have mercy. Like I, I'm so blessed to have amazing people on my team who, who also contributed to that and built out my vision because I am a visionary and yeah. I have my integrators on my team who, who say, okay, I see your vision. Let's go ahead and make it work the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> then oh, yeah. it's, been, it's been beautiful. So um, understanding like that's part of like the outsourcing your weaknesses and, um, you know, focusing on your strengths that. I didn't think would be uh, hard, but it was it was uh, the hardest part about it. But, you know, I recognize it. And the first yeah. part of understanding is is recognizing it, not being in denial. And I uh, I move forward on it. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you touched you kind of touched on that mind shift from becoming self-employed where you're doing transactions to running an actual business with other people being on board. There's right. a lot of back end stuff you got to make sure you're taking care of. So. No, that's that's awesome. And just we'll go over the last kind of two. Com- well, not kind of the last two comments. And then I think we're yeah. we're pretty good. And we'll just awesome. do the last. Um, Chris. Um, Chris Aleman. He's so great. I yeah. love it. I got San Antonio in here. Oh, I've yeah. got my Sophia in, in North Carolina. And that's the beautiful thing. Like I can I can yeah. go see these people like Mike. And it's it's of course, I'm going to be in the Philippines in May of next year. So I get to see yeah. my team. But I get to travel anywhere in the States and get to see people that have trusted me with their business, who have who I've made a difference, even if they're not. Sophia, we we me and Sophia and Lynch, we, we just started doing business together. She, she just started literally like this yesterday. She's just started with me. But we've been able to yeah. get impact and and provide value to each other. So even if someone doesn't do business, I, I will yeah. always provide value. And it's beautiful to like have a network that stretches across the states and across the philippines and um like literally 
bridging the gap and standing in between both of those worlds as I grow and expand and touch more people because there's 7 billion people in this world and I, I, oh, I yeah. want to impact as many people as I can. Yep. It's literally standing here like it's the most exhilarating thing and like I... I'm so I wake up in gratitude every day for my clients, my 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 friends, my, my my people in my network, people who support me and also my girls and my and and gentlemen in the Philippines like they are, you know, it's like you can't wake up and not be in gratitude and you can't wake up and not grind. So yeah. Yeah. And that's you. I think that's a great point to leave off on is once once you tap into the impact you can have on yeah. other people and the world, like we do a disservice if we're not stepping into that as much as we can and figuring out how to grow and continue to grow to help, you know, make that impact greater. So, yes. uh, again, we we hit 12, 12 people are watching. Everybody's sending you love. Like I love like, oh, you're so awesome, Andrea. Yeah. This was like an hour of just you dropping tons of information and nuggets and all. And that's it. And a lot of times that's all we have to do is just share our journey and the lessons we've learned. And people are like, oh my God, I never thought about that. That's amazing. And, and, and it's, but those are the aha moments I had when right. I got to watch people like Christina exactly. Aguilera and I got to watch people and powerful women in, in, in any industry. And you yeah. look at that and you're like, whoa, I can take that and apply it here. So yeah. if you can take anything that I said, regardless of like your journey or where you are, or even if you're in real estate or if you're not like take something and apply it to you, because this is all the concepts that I talk about yeah. are me just telling you something someone else has told me or something I've learned somewhere else. And of course, things I've learned in the journey, but they've, I've been able to work through those things and present it to you. So like the purpose of this is, yeah, they tell my story, but I don't get on podcasts to just talk about, you know, oh yeah, I left Best Buy and things are great. I mean, I'm blessed that I've been able to do that, but I don't have to tell my story every time. Sometimes I just want to give you value that you yeah. can take with you because I want to stand up and be a person for you that um, or anyone listening that I wish that um, you know was was more prominent that showed up for someone that you know looked like me or or moved like me or been on a journey like that. And it's just taking that uh, that value and being able to give it now. Yeah, um, that's more important. So thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak on the REI Courage podcast. I know like you've been you've been killing it and just bringing on different people and the fact that I get to be here and we get to bounce bounce off of each other and yeah. really just, you know, talk about things we're in alignment with, um, even in, in different niches, in a sense. Yeah. It's been awesome. So I appreciate you, Josh. Oh, well, I appreciate you, too, Andrea or Andrea. And, and I love it. And you hit one of the great messages and from being involved, like once you start being around the people that are seen as like the big impact players in the industry, real estate and all this, you realize we're all human. Anybody, anybody can do this when they, they put their growth mindset on and they start working through their stuff. And especially like the people that have been you know, had to move back in with their parents or like me, I've been going through different versions of this for 15 years until you finally find like your impact and where it's at. We want to give value back to people because that's how we serve. And that's how you grow as a person and we make the world better. Right. It's, it's just that mindset and it's that go giver mentality if you've ever read that book. So, and it's, it's being around people that, you know, give and no boundaries and commitment and faith and just like, we want to serve and we know it will come back to us. We'll have faith, you know, tenfold. And it's just amazing creating that community. And I'm so, so, you know, I love watching your journey and promoting you and like you're, 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 you're a hype woman as much as I'm, I think I'm a hype guy and like, like anybody can be your best self. However, I need to help you get there. Let's do it. Right. You put the work in and I'll, uh, I'll help you get there. And Andrea will too. So, yeah. I think I think on that note, we're right at an hour, which, yep. you know, like we talked about, was going to pass blink of an eye. But exactly. we've had we've had tons of great in, in, interaction. People came on like they're proud of you. Twan um, said that. And then last, we'll end on this one, which is so true. Chris said you are so inspiring. 
without a doubt. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I think we'll leave it on that. And I appreciate you coming on and I'm sure we'll do this again because like we, we didn't even tap on like probably a hundredth of what we could have. So like, right. So you're awesome. Um, we'll end there. And so, yeah, guys, if you're rewatching this, like share it, like comment on it, love, like check out Andrea. If you're not ready to get a VA yet, like put her in your address book, like reach out to her on Facebook. Yeah. Um, if it's something, you know, you're going to do, like talk to her, she'll help you. Like she said in the, the interview, like mm-hmm. she's going to tell you whether or not you're ready and she'll tell you like, Hey, this is what to do to get prepared for it. This is what you should do in your business. Like she's nothing but value. So that's how yeah, send any messages. Like if you send a message, I get a lot of questions. I always respond and just, you know, shoot back a message. But yeah. um, even if you don't even think you're ready to do business or if it's something that you want some advice on, you can literally DM me um, either here on Facebook or on Instagram. It's just Andrea Stakes. Yep. You can shoot me something and ask your question and I'll guide you because at the end of the day, I'm I'm not stopping and I don't have a plan on stopping. And so whenever you're ready and I become a part of your journey, um, I'm there. But if I can help guide you, I will, because I know that it just bringing you value and putting you in the right direction is going to eventually either have me be able to see your success yep. or you come to me as a client and I get to also be a part of that success. So yep. um, I'm all here for it. Yeah. And it's how we change the world. It's how we impact the world. Like helping other people, help helping them help other people. Yeah. It's the only way it's going to work. Right. So, all right, me. Andrea, I love you. Thank you very much for coming on. I'll be in touch. I mean, yeah. I'm going to message you after we hop off of here, just telling you how awesome you did. <laughs> but we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll cut it off here and then we'll be, uh, we'll be in touch for sure. Awesome. So we'll talk See to you guys. soon. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Andrea. <laughs>